Halloween season rolls on continues. You remember back uh, in the day mm-hmm. when they would do like Toyota Thon and they'd be like, Toyota Thon rolls through your town. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like one of those like local. Yeah. I feel like every car company had one of those. It was like, I feel like Audi had one or Lincoln. I feel like Lincoln definitely had one. There was like a whole month of like fucking drop dead deals. Yeah. And I feel like that's local APR, but... whatever the fuck that means. Cause I'm right. a five year old and I don't understand financial terms. And it seems like it's local, but really every, every dealership has the same template all yeah. across the country. Well, that's what this is. This is, <laughs> we, we are the, the local slash national car dealerships of podcasts of Halloween episode oh, podcast Halloween spooky season. Um, this is Check the Vending Machines, a weekly pop culture podcast where two best friends come together to talk about pop culture stuff. I am Jason. Yes. That's Zach. What's going on, man? Oh, I don't know, man. I've been having a good time, Jason. I'm telling you what. Spider-Man 2 came out on Friday. I've been playing the shit out of it. I'm like 40% through the game now, I think. I'm back in black, baby. I'm loving oh, it. Oh, nice. Um... No, it's a really, really fun game. Um, I talked to you a little bit about it over text. Um, not too much has changed, but the stuff that has changed in it is pretty significant and makes the game, I think, even a lot funner than the first game. And I had a great time with the first game. Like, I platinum Spider-Man. Right. I just had a great time with it. Um, well, what is, what are, I mean, briefly. Uh, Combat-wise, the way that they approach gadgets and your special abilities is a little different because in the first game um you know the kind of the combat abilities that you had were associated with each suit and you could like max out the suit so you could like use any combat ability with any suit but in this one the suits are kind of just cosmetic which i like a little bit more so i'm not like resigned to having to wear a suit that i think like looks dumb just to get the power or whatever Right. So you have like uh basically like an ability wheel. So you have like different powers that you unlock. Um like Spider-Man has his robot arms. Peter Parker does. So you've got those abilities, and then obviously once he unlocks the black suit, there's some symbiote abilities that you can unlock as well. And then Miles has got, you know, all his fucking OP electricity power shit that comes with his spider. So he's got those abilities, and then um there's this whole subplot with him and Martin Lee. So he unlocks like different electrical abilities when he like keeps like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I haven't got to the explanation of why the fuck this is happening, but somehow like his abilities is Mr. Negative or like impacting Miles's venom powers. Okay. Um, so that's an interesting little tidbit on it. Um, but the biggest thing for me, honestly, the biggest change overall is the way that the traverse, traversal works in this game. Because they gave you the wingsuit, mm-hmm. and the wingsuit adds so much shit. It feels like you go so much faster in this game going from point to point. Even though the game's like double the size of the first game, it feels like you're just doing so much and going everywhere so much faster with the wingsuit and then with the wingsuit they added like wind tunnels yeah areas and so they're basically like fucking like max sprint or whatever for these specific areas so like if you're hitting this wind tunnel you can go across like 
fucking one of the i don't know what the bridges names are but like one of the bridges in new york like you can go across a bridge in like five seconds right you're just going like that fast and like zipping along and um they've also got like great ways for you to start up like in the first game it was like oh you have to like get to the top of the building you run to the top and it's like then you Mm -hmm. can start like swinging picking up speed or you might be able to do like a little bit of a high jump to start but now in this game they give you like the ability to like slingshot when you start off the ground so you can already start with like an initial burst of speed so there's a lot of emphasis on like speed and getting from one place to another like in a decent amount of time which i think is important because with the map being so big and you don't unlock fast travel immediately like you have to do you have to do side quests and stuff like that and all these different things to like unlock the ability to fast travel to a certain area so like if you don't want to do side quests and stuff like that and unlock it you can still get to from one event to another in like a decent amount of time right just with all the new traversal options that they added um so that's like the biggest thing for me and then obviously like being able to switch between peter and miles like i won't say whenever you want but there's a fair degree of freedom with being able to like switch between the one of them obviously story-wise you probably have you have to be a certain spider for certain story scenes but for like side content and stuff like that um you can be you can switch between miles and peter pretty regularly so, gotcha. And they play That's decently cool. different too. So That's pretty cool. I, I I definitely don't like that Peter has the legs. Yeah, the spider leg. I think they did that because they wanted to make it so that he had like a decent power level two miles. Cause especially if you play the mile Spider Man Miles Morales uh like mini spinoff game that they did, like early in the PS5 run. Just the Venom powers are, like, so crazy compared to, like, what Peter has. Which is what I've never liked about Miles is that, like, power-wise, his powers are, like, OP compared. Like, what Venom is able to, like, do for him and, like, what he's able to do with those powers. Like, the ability to, like, turn invisible and, like, using electricity and all this shit. And then you get to Peter and it's like, oh, he's got webs. And it's like, why do you have to do Peter like that? Well, I I think even when even in the comic books, I when I read the two characters together, yeah, or you know, even when that whatever, I always feel like what they should do, and they do it to an extent, mm-hmm. um, even if it's not verbalized. But I always felt like you should just give Peter more raw strength. Yeah, right, older, bigger. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest factor too is also like. In, in the game, which mm-hmm. I don't know how much they do besides him being kind of like the teacher, obviously, yeah. is like maybe make his combos or give him more access to environmental things because he has more experience being Spider-Man. Yeah. So like, okay, maybe he's not as strong with these abilities, but he can do other things that Miles can't do because Miles is still so new at it. I assume yeah. they don't do that, but that would be a cool way to indicate, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have a thunder punch, but he can do other things because he's been Spider Man for ten years. Yeah, I mean, I think the equalizer would with that would have been if only Peter could use gadgets. But then, like combo wise or like gameplay wise, it would make a whole lot of sense to like have a completely separate character that like doesn't get access to like no, sure. half the abilities in the game. Also, the gadgets aren't as extensive in this game, I guess, because I remember there being more gadgets in the first 
Spider-Man, and in this one, there's there's only the four because there's you've got like the ability wheels. So for the abilities, you can pick like four abilities at a time. And for the gadgets, you just get four gadgets, and that's it. Like you've right. got the web shooters, and then you've got like four other gadgets on a on a like cooldown wheel, and then that's it. And I remember, I've, I I remember there being more. Uh, variety in the gadgets in the first game i might be wrong about that but i i felt like there was more that you could do with the gadgets in the first game right well that's cool though i mean at least least you're having fun yeah i'm having a good time with it and like craven's a good interesting boss um i kind of feel like i know they're where they're going with who's going to be venom because they kind of like foreshadow a bit in the beginning because they said already that it's not um um eddie eddie yeah it's not eddie it's a different person and the way that they set up how the symbiote symbiote is introduced in the game makes me feel like that person's gonna become venom and if they do it's a really fucking dumb decision because they're basically taking away the villain role the guy's already a villain they're basically taking away what his villain should be and making him venom which makes me upset. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Well, I watched the first part of the game a little bit, um, and they're heavily implying it's Harry. So, See, my thing is that, because Harry does have the symbiote suit, like he basically teams up with you for a couple of missions. Like He basically gets like Flash Gordon's Venom suit, okay. essentially. Like he looks like it. He's got like the full Kevlar vest thing going on which didn't make any sense because like flash flash it makes sense because he's a fucking military guy was flash by the way so his venom looks like a fucking soldier but for harry it's like why does he like have a like it doesn't make any sense yeah um but my thinking is that because they imply in the beginning that norman osborn gave harry like his symbiote like he's the reason that harry like is in the healing tube with the symbiote Mm-hmm. So my thinking is that they're going to make Norman Osborn Venom, which would be really fucking stupid. Because how the hell are you going to make the Green Goblin Venom? That makes no sense. Well, either way, they're going to make him Green Goblin, like Ultimate Green Goblin, anyways. Because they're yeah. going to make him. They're not going to make him the Green Goblin that I personally prefer. I prefer six one six Green Goblin, but I mean, I yeah, I prefer like dude in a cloth suit. Yeah. No, I was I mean, saying Rainy's version. Could, Venom, you confused me for a second because you said Flash Gordon suit. I was yeah. like, "What?" The oh, I'm Flash sorry, Flash Gordon. Thompson. I was Flash like, "Flash Gordon. Gordon?" Like he's like Flash. Fucking, he's like a pulp hero. <laughs> yeah, no, Flash Thompson. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's cool, man. That's fun, man. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll play it at some point. Yeah, man. Um, have you done? Have we done anything Halloweeny since last episode? I did watch Young Frankenstein. So, oh, that's 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 kind of Halloweeny. It showed up on the HBO Max Halloween list, so I'll take it. Um, cool. I mean, it's Frankenstein. It's Halloweenish. It's more of a comedy than a scary movie. But you know, yeah. I prefer my comedies to scary movies uh, oh, sure. ratio. I prefer my Scooby Doo level of, of horror. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, um... Which actually, seg- slightly segueing into our next topic, makes me interested to watch the next two movies in this series because after watching this first one, I was like, "This wasn't that bad." Yeah. And so then I, it's like um, I prefer. I'd like to see what it's like when he just full turns up like the comedy dial to like an eleven. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll get there in a second, though. Yeah. I uh, 
because we, my wife and I, are continuing our Halloween journey. Yes. Trying to do a little bit more. Uh, Last week stuff. you told me about Midsummer. So what movie do you not want yeah, to watch? Yeah, literally watch this week? Midsummer. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> no, we watched the uh, Scream, Scream One. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I've seen before. And Classic. I, I, yeah. I, I know Scream's not scary, but it's it, a good subversion of the slasher genre. I enjoy uh, it. Yeah, and I haven't seen it in a long time, and Plus my wife's Matthew never Lillard, seen it. Like fucking hammering up for the camera is always great. He's great. He's like and the best part of the whole fucking movie. I uh, haven't seen Scream 1 in so long, and my wife's never seen it. So the whole time, and what we've seen more than Scream, we've mm-hmm. both seen Scary Movie more than Scream. Yeah. So we just kept being like, I guess in, in my mind, the movies have become, I don't know which <laughs> one's which. <laughs> because they're it's so satirical of mm-hmm. horror flicks. So it's like, I don't know which one's the satirical part anymore. Like yeah. I keep thinking, like, okay, this line is so—it's almost identical to Scary Movie. <laughs> like the job of the Wayans or whoever wrote those movies to do, yeah, whoever was it to do the part about the comedy, like the parody, like it's—you had a pretty easy job because it's like yeah. they already were doing it in Scary or Scream. Yeah, um, that's why I always found it weird that Scary Movie chose Scream because it's like you're making a parody of a parody. Yeah, a double meta. Yeah. But we we I, I like that movie a lot. I think it's fun. Um, there's not a lot of gore in it, which is surprising. I I, I thought there was no, more gore. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I don't even remember the goriest part. There's only two gore parts, and not even really. So the first part is where in the beginning of the movie with Drew Barrymore, they kill her right. boyfriend, and he's his guts fall out. Yeah, I remember that, and that's gore. Other than that, the only time there's actually a brutal death in the movie is when they kill um, the main girl's best friend in the garage door. I was about to say the garage door one because I remember – because they did a Scream TV show on MTV as well that I watched like two episodes of thinking that it might be interesting. And then I think they did the garage door scene in the TV show as well. And I was Which, like, by the way – I was like, you're just going to copy Even in 1996, garage, door op- garage doors are going to stop moving. Also, move very really slow. Also, well – and that's the other well obviously that's like the parody aspect of it but it's like in the sensor you know we'll drew barrymore going up the stairs and it's like just go out the front door unlock the front yeah. door you'll be fine yeah it's it's so stupid but it's a fun movie so we watched that one and then we watched uh one one other movie i think we're gonna watch the next two today or tomorrow this weekend okay. or whatever which is um we watched the the first movie in the um the james one verse Oh, you watched uh you watched The Conjuring. That, the Conjuring, yeah. Whoa. Uh, the only the only thing I know about The Conjuring, obviously the Warrens are in it, and then there's yeah. the clap scene, and that's all I know. Yeah. Dude, whoa, hold on a second. Let me let me let me lay down some tee, tee it up for me. This movie rips, dude. Okay. This movie kicks ass. Alright. This is like the exorcist. And it's Damn. very clear that's what they're doing. Okay. Because the opening title crawl mm-hmm. is one of the coolest I've seen ever. It's just a really well-made title crawl uh-huh. into the first scene of the movie. Right? And then you get fucking the dude. The whole movie, I've been impressed with the, with the cast. Because yeah. obviously, we have Patrick Wilson. Obviously. Right? And that guy, he's awesome. I mean, he's great. Fucking My wife man. knows the, guy, the girl who plays, the lady who plays Lorraine. Is it Vera Famiglia in yeah, this as a, well? I don't know if well she's been in because she's because it's them two as well in Insidious. 
Right. So my wife knows her from Bates Motel. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I've never watched that show, but she's good in this movie. Yeah. But then the main dad character is fucking Nix from Band of Brothers. It's Ray Livingston or whatever. Wait, what? Is. It's the guy from Band of, To me, that's Band of Brothers guy. Yeah. That's, that's, who, that's, that's, that's our main guy's best friend. What the hell? So he's yeah. in that. He rips. He's awesome. So the whole movie, though, is so well made. Mm-hmm. And we were. I was so impressed with the cinematography. Because I remember hearing so much about the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to watch the movie. Obviously, scary movie. Yeah, no, I've never watched the movie because I've heard that it's really scary. And I'm like, no. Nah, but, dude, like, it's not even that scary. It's Because it's I watched Insidious, and Insidious was scary enough to me. Mostly because I didn't like the way that they made the demon look. I didn't yeah. like that shit. Also, I didn't this, like the Tiny Tim stuff. This movie, dude, fucking is a killer. I'm going to get four or five stars, man. Right. It's so, it's like the lighting is so good. The cinematography mm-hmm. is so good. Like, it's just in what I thought was okay, they, they're going into this movie. And this is why I was kind of always so weirded out by the movie. Uh huh. Was okay, they're, it's a horror movie. It's called The Conjuring. It's a horror movie poster. Yeah. Okay, but Patrick it's the poster with, it? um, is that is that the poster where there's like the tree and there's like the swing tire swing or some shit? And then there's like a noose. Yeah, and the noose. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so Patrick Wilson's gonna be in this horror movie. Like Patrick Wilson's too good to be in a generic ass. Like, his <laughs> his career's not going that bad. Not at that point, no. And then I watched the movie. I go, oh, it's not that. This is like their exorcist. This is like the exorcist. Like they're they're okay. go, they're they're committing to be like a. You know, higher higher quality. They're making a film. Yeah, and you could tell right away that this is not like some schlocky horror flick. This is like they're 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 making a movie. Because The Conjuring is where they set up. That's where they set up everything with like Annabelle and the Nun and shit like that, right? Yeah, my wife hates dolls. Or is that the second Conjuring? I don't. No, know. that's this one. So my wife hates dolls, right? Yeah. And like I used to, I used to have. I sold. Oh, dude, recently. I can't fucking stand dolls. Ugh. Well, I sold a lot of my toys recently, and I but I I did have a full the full. It's a very famous toy, mm-hmm. no twelve inch stuffed Pee Wee Herman doll, R.I.P. Yeah, right out of box, maybe five out of ten quality, but mm-hmm. I loved it. I love Pee Wee. Yeah, and she always said she hated it because it has the plastic hard head. Oh, but yeah, I'm no. like yeah, but it's Pee Wee, dude. Like Pee Wee, the goosebumps not... dummy head right. quality. But it's, but it's yeah. Pee Wee. It's like not. It's not scary. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's Hong Kongs and fucking red bikes. It's not scary. <laughs> but so she was happy I sold it. By yeah. the way, the opening of the Conjuring is them working on the Annabelle case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I and my know wife. That. My wife was like, "This is. Are we watching the right movie?" Like she's like, she's like, "I don't watch this." Yeah, movie. I always not... found that weird because I remember that, and then they basically took the opening of this movie and like made like five movies about it. Absolutely, and then they, and they go back five, home. There's and, like four or five Annabelle movies, right? And they go back home and like they're like, "Oh yeah, this is our in our just random part of our house. Here's our fucking cursed item." I was about to say, yeah, they have like a whole room that they Den. set up all the different like spinoffs for this that they have. Of all, but the later in the movie. Annabelle comes into play for a second and yeah. stuff. So it's like all this stuff. And I thought it was really well made and that the acting was really great. And the, the mm. so much of the spooks. Yeah. Here's what I love about the movie. Okay. One of the reasons I like the movie a lot. A lot of the, the whole movie's well made. Yeah. But so many of the spooks are purely practical. Ooh, interesting. And that okay. to me is like really sick. Yeah. I like that. And it's just, it's just, it's just tension building really well. And, there's some, there's some jumpy scares here and there, but it's really just real good tension building and real good practical effects. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. No, I love that. So I'm going to have to check that out then because I always thought that it was like 
up there with like Insidious and all those other movies. And like, I watched the first Insidious, but I was like, I can't watch any more of this. I was well, like, we no. keep like passing over, you know, all the all the fucking Warren verse movies. We'll go through yeah. them, see them, and then we'll see like Hereditary and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, how we've heard the rumors. How yeah. deep are we gonna go? Like I've been talking about. And yeah. I was watching The Conjuring, and my wife was like really spooked out by it. But she really liked it too. I think at the end of it, but she was more spooked out. And I, I, I've been purposely doing this. Okay. This is how I'm forcing myself to do this, okay. which is I lean forward and pull my eyes open. <laughs> so like I'm doing, I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to gather all of the scare. Right. Like it's never gonna happen with roller coasters, but I'm trying to do this with this. That way right. I can like absorb all of the horror mm-hmm. or this, this whatever. And then I go, okay, I can desensitize myself. No, there you go, man. You got to face the fucking fear in the face. And then, you know, eventually so you'll if just... we get the jump scare, I'm like, I'm there. And if I react, I I'm react, already there, obviously. baby. That's, yeah. that's the point. But like, I'm like, I'm not hiding from it. Oh, I forgot about this. Okay. I did do one other thing that's Halloween related, not a movie, but we did go to a haunted house. Um, Speaking of jump scares. Yeah, I won't do that. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, luckily, it was, like, not one of those ones that's, like, super, like, rich, well-funded. It was, yeah. like, so we went to – it's basically, yard. like, a pop-up haunted house thing that we went to. Like, we went to it, and there was, like, a bar downstairs, and then we went in line for the haunted house, and there's, like, a separate, like, attached upstairs area that we, like, went to. Um, but even then, the whole time, dude, I'm telling you. I don't do even when I know that this place is like cheap and not that well done, and it's like three people in there who are like the spookers. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there with my fucking hands clenched, yeah, exactly, inside of my face, like out my sides the whole time, being like, "Yeah, you don't touch me, I don't touch you." Like I'm not doing yeah. this. I'm not going first. I'll be in the middle. I'm not doing this. Well, that's why like, I I will never do those, and I will definitely never do the waiver ones. The what ones? The waiver ones. Dude, they made us sign a waiver for this one, and I was like, no. "This was not scary enough for us to sign a waiver." Because if I, if you, if you give me the, the ones that are like, "Oh, we sign the waiver, we we touch you, we spit on you, we pour stuff," yeah, on yeah, you. The, oh god, I, those are the worst. I would immediately take the waiver and then say, "Make a copy for you to sign." Yeah, because I cannot guarantee your safety. I cannot guarantee your safety <laughs> if you touch me as I walk through this place. I'm sorry. Like, Dude, yeah, no. Well, it's like one of those ones. There are those other ones that, yeah, are like the like torture experience ones where they'll like yeah. dump shit on you and all that other kind no of way. like they'll like dump blood on you and all that kind no of way. stuff. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want anybody to fucking touch me at this shit, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm just now trying to consume spook videos. You talking talk yeah. about? I'm, I'm, I'm just barely people. getting into like the horror movie genre. You can't be yeah. fucking like having people out here like touch me and shit. Exactly. With like I'm a trying to like clown mask on. Like this no. is like step one in my fucking rebirth i'm trying to like find the limit the limiter because like ultimately i'm trying to get to the point where i can like play as like play resident evil 2 remake i would like to to get to that point where i could play that game and not like be a bitch exactly because i've like i've said this before i love resident evil i love I i like the aesthetics around resident evil right i've watched every game played so many times i watch it every year during speed runs, I watch other people play mm-hmm. on YouTube. I have played Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, as in I've held the controller mm-hmm. and tanked myself through one hallway. I've done it before. But I've never actually played the entire game through. 
Yeah. But I can tell you the entire story, right? It's one of those good oh, yeah, games. But I want to be able to hold the controller. Obviously, the old games, I think that I could probably play right now. Yeah, I mean, probably. come on. The, the I mean, polygons. Could... I mean, the first game remake that came out for the GameCube that they've just been like re releasing on everything. Mm-hmm. I still feel like it's like decently it looks scary. Good. It looks good. Especially that first scene. They redid that fucking cutscene with the, when you see that zombie for the first time, you see that shit turn its head, and I'm like, God damn it, dude. Well, it's like, you know, one of my best friends all through middle school and high school, um, mm-hmm. which I was just talking to him yesterday, he's a big Resident Evil guy. Yeah. So I've sat with him many summers. Oh, yeah. And I said to him, listen, man, I'm, we're going to have a sleepover. You play these games all the time. You're in you the middle, it, and I'll watch it. You're in the middle of playing one right now. I'm not gonna. I have no problem stopping because I think it's fun to watch. Yeah, you know, if we're playing Metal Gear, different. I'll play Metal Gear with you. We can switch oh, over. Oh yeah, dude, I play Metal Gear all the time. If we're playing Devil May Cry. That's different. I'll play Devil May Cry. Ooh. Those are those are like spook adjacent games, right? Yeah. But like I'm not gonna play. I don't know if Metal Gear is really spook not Metal Gear, but Devil Devil Dev- 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 May Cry definitely like, is. Yes, yeah, those games are spook adjacent. You know what I mean? Yes. But like I'm not gonna play Resident Evil with you, but I'm trying to get to that point. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get to. So that and it, the other one for me that I used to when I used to go to my babysitter's place, uh, this was when I was in like this is when I still in Indiana. So like elementary school age, we would like go to a babysitter's place during the summer. Um, and there was two games that the the babysitter had like an older guy and I would like hang out with him all the time and play GameCube with him. He had two games, though. He had fucking Resident Evil Zero. I was like, I'm not doing this. That scene yeah. in the train car the first time where the fucking zombie dogs jump through, I'm like, nope, not for me. And then he had, what was it? It's not Perfect Dark. What's the other one? It's like um, mm. Eternal Darkness, I think, is the one. Where you've got like the timeline shit, and that's like the horror one as well. I was like, I think I tried to play that one for a little bit. And then like some something jumped out of me, and I was like, no. Not doing this. I remember I remember when I was in um elementary school to middle school. Mm-hmm. There was a girl in my class that that everyone liked. Mm-hmm. And she was like a she was like a Jap I was living in Japan at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was half uh half black, half Japanese, but she looked like she was pure Japanese. Oh. Right? And her name I don't I'm not gonna say her name. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. She was uh really cool, but she was like flirted all the time. But she was overly sexualized for her age. Hmm. I think because she, she had an older sister. I don't know. I don't know why. why. Maybe. Yeah. But like she would like draw like Dojin in class. Like, <laughs> weird, right? Like weird. Like like some right. girls like drawing like boobs and shit. It's weird. Yeah. So we we'd all hang out. Like, all just just hang out for fun like, for fun. Hmm. And she's she got she was into like Slipknot and shit. Again, yeah. I think I think older sister is probably why. Probably. But like in some like sort of older sibling for sure. Yeah, like in like two thousand and one, like listening to Slipknot when you're like this that you're like this is this is the most absurd I've never this is crazy to me. Yeah. Right? So she was listening to Slipknot and stuff and then she would like just loved Clock Tower. Oh God. And I was like, I'm this what what are you of a person are you? Like <laughs> I'm gonna go home and watch Power Rangers. Yeah. I'm not gonna play Clock Tower. I'm fucking play here to Silent fucking Hill. watch Tokusatsu. Okay? Yeah I'm not gonna wa- I'm not gonna go home and purposefully play si- or Silent Hill any of them. No. Like, what are we doing? 
the only thing, the only, thankfully, the only way I know about Clock Tower is because of JonTron. That's all. The only exactly. Reason I know right. Clock Tower. It's like I'm not best. doing any of that stuff, dude. It's the only. I only have good, funny memories of Clock Tower. I don't want any other memories. I just want JonTron's voice in my head narrating yeah. how he plays Clock Tower and hates yeah, it. Yeah, I'll go play Daikatana. I'm not gonna go play. Yeah. Look at <laughs> Clock Tower. Um. Well, this is the podcast. Check yes. the vending machines, and every week we do a movie or some sort of pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. We are in our third week of Halloween yes. movies. Uh, Zach, what did we watch this week? We watched the OG original, 1981, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, starring Bruce Campbell. And other people. And other people. But really, let's be honest. If Bruce Campbell wasn't in this movie, it wouldn't be nearly as good of a movie. Yeah. And you, to clarify, this is your first first. This is my first time ever watching uh, Evil Dead. Um, I've never watched any of them. Um, And I will say right off the bat, I said it at the beginning, but I'm much more interested to watch 2 and Army of Darkness. Obviously, I've always known that Army of Darkness is like not as scary, but I didn't want to watch it without having watched the ones that came before it. Like I'm that kind of OCD where I just can't like jump into the middle of a series and like watch it. I have to like start from like the very beginning and being like, all right, so we're going to like move forward Mm -hmm. from the very beginning. I'm that with way with like movie series and books and like everything. Like I got to start right. from like the first one. No, um, sure. even if I know that like the order doesn't fucking matter, like some series out there, I still have to start from like the first one. No, I um, get that. But what was um, the reasoning before behind? If you can, if you can recall, or the the mental blocking to watch Evil Dead. All for me, years. the mental blocking really wasn't even from the og movie it was from because i didn't even really know about this movie until the remake came out in like 2013 what what, are you, what I, are you talking about what i didn't hear about I seriously was, yeah i didn't really know anything really i knew about army of darkness but i didn't really know about like evil dead like i knew about the boomstick thing but were you hold on were you just like not like we were I friends like horror we movies. were friends in 2013 were you just like we were the friends since like 2007 hold yeah on. we've been friends so, for a while were you just like in your own life just not like you liked movies but weren't like diehard yet yeah definitely for sure okay okay yeah okay no that makes sense yeah no i wasn't like a diehard movie fan yet so my first experience really with evil dead was 2013 and then i know then that one was like i heard that that one was really scary and i was like well if that one's really scary the original is probably really scary too so i'm just not gonna <laughs> fuck with it also well, i know dead... that like a tree rapes somebody and i was like i don't know if i want to see a tree physically yeah. assault when evil dead 2013 came out i remember being being a fan of evil dead yeah seeing the trailer for it because it has the girl in the movie from a show i liked yeah called suburbicon which is a really fun show okay and uh i remember oh she's in jane levy or levi she's in evil dead that's awesome i love evil dead and i mm. watched the trailer for it, like oh i'm not watching that movie <laughs> like i was like I'm, that's not evil dead dude that's that is different i'll tell you the specific mental blocking that i had was that i saw the one thing from the o13 remake where they have like the girl as the deadite with her yeah. like crawling out from underneath yes. the yes exactly fucking basement thing and that is such a fucking terrifying image yeah, absolutely the way they make her look in the remake is fucking terrifying that's creepier that's so much creepier um and so i was like fuck that not doing this not fucking with it like yeah. this is clearly not a movie for me for i can't me even look like, at a picture and like not freak the fuck out so so you talk about see you talk about um ocd with movie watching though yeah right like so i 
for Evil Dead to me is a, a weird free franchise because for me, like I ne- I didn't watch Evil Dead one until after I watched Evil Dead two. Interesting. Okay. And then like I didn't see Army of Darkness till like way later. Yeah. And then I saw, but then I knew that when Evil Dead Rise came out. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm trying to justify myself for not watching 2013. I was like, well, that's a complete reboot. It's not relevant at all, so I can just skip this. So I just skipped it completely and watched Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> you know? But it's I basically bet- the same story as 1981. I don't need to watch it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's fine. There's no Ash. That's fine. No. There's no Ash in Evil Dead Rise. No, you hear his voice for a second. You hear his voice you, for a second. You, he's, he's there. there. He's fine. There's someone there. There's someone there. There's no Bruce Campbell in 2013. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. So I... um. But Bruce I think Campbell I, was busy I, making Burn Notice in 2013. Right. I have a different thing for you, which, uh, from you, which is that I saw Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, probably like 14. Yeah. Like, a good age for Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And not because I, like, was, like, super stoked to watch it, because I wasn't. Yeah. I was really scared to watch it. Mm-hmm. But everyone that I like who makes movies talked about Evil Dead. Yeah. Like Edgar Wright mm-hmm. talks a ton about Evil Dead. Like everyone I enjoy, I love the Coen brothers. They're like they edited Evil Dead. Yeah. Or they helped edit Evil Dead One. So like, mm-hmm. well, I love the Coens. So they and they love Sam Raimi and they're friends with yeah. Sam Raimi and they are in his movies and they're they're in Sam Raimi's in his movie their movies and mm-hmm. the lore behind Evil Dead is that they worked at the same editing studio. So they whatever all this shit right. Yeah. Well, if they like it, then I. I should probably watch it. Yeah. But then I kept like getting confused. Oh, Evil Dead 2 is basically Evil Dead 1, but with more stuff and slapstick. Okay, okay well, let's, yeah. let's start there. But by the time I watched Evil Dead 1, but pretty recent after that, I definitely still, this is a spoiler. Yeah. I definitely still like it less. I like Evil Dead 2 more, mm-hmm. but Evil Dead 1 is still a lot of fun. And yeah. on the rewatch, because like, I haven't seen that many times, probably like five, six times. Mm-hmm. This is like being that last sixth time. I say still that this movie kicks ass. I loved it. I really did. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really, really solid flick. Um, it definitely got me. It got, it got the bug in me to watch Evil Dead 2 in Army of Darkness for sure. Now that I've yeah. got like this one under my belt, I'm like. Might be a good way to end up Halloween, just that final week of just getting into Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and just like fucking and then rise. banging them out. Not rise. And then rise. I even, think I know, even though I know, as, according, it's to not Jane, scary. according to Jane Mike, it's not scary. It's just gory. But I watched the yeah. trailer and I was like, that trailer's scary enough. If it's even like I, a quarter exactly. of the scary I as watched trailer, it. I still I do demons, it. man. Demons is like, that's my weak point. All right. I don't do, I don't to like me, demon stuff. I don't think I, I categorize Kandarian demons in a different category. The Sumerians, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, the or is I it? Can, I don't know. Kandarian. They said Kandarian, but then everything they said all the artifacts are from ancient Sumeria. Maybe, maybe. Well, Kandarian is what I've always known them as, like the demon. I don't yeah. Know. Like either but way. No de- I mean, I knew the concept of deadites, but I've never so actually like, like deadites. To me, are like a different category of spookville. Do you want to know? I will tell you this though. Do you want to hear something actually blasphemous that goes against my OCD thing that sure. I was telling you about earlier? Is that I watched part of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. That's fun. Yeah. Actually, that's great. But it went against because, like, obviously, the whole Ash vs. Evil Dead thing is it 
chronologically chronologically oh, yeah. takes place after Army of Darkness. After Army of Darkness, yeah. Well, to so me, I started it and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. To me, Deadites are in the same category as vampires from 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 Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Like they're like it's spooky, but it's category. funny, but it's action, but it's spooky. Obviously, Evil Dead One is the most not action one. Yes, but you know, you compare like these demon characters to like like Exorcist. Yeah, that's different to me because one is clearly like one's clearly Playtown. Yeah, and one is trying to be real world. Mm-hmm. So I, I hold it differently. I think that's what makes it a little bit better is that clearly this is more of like a fantastical version of like demons with like the whole Book of the Dead yeah. shit and like the way that like the demons work. And like I think that if Evil Dead 1 ended at Evil Dead 1 or if Evil Dead 2 went a different direction and became more of Evil Dead 1, yeah, it'd be different. But because they made it to become you no know, yeah. you know, B-movie kind of fun, fun town. Mm-hmm. It kind of I can watch Evil Dead One and go okay it's yeah there's some good stuff here yeah but I don't I don't really think about it that much because Ash kills them yeah at a certain point you know mm-hmm. um, Evil Dead One 1981 from what I understand the budget was like three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars I know that's one of the famous things that I've heard about this movie yeah. is that it's one of those movies that was like a breakout for Sam Raimi and made on like a shoestring budget like no money and you kind of get that feeling with this movie as well i mean it's like the entire movie basically takes place in a cabin one place yeah yeah there's really there's really only like four or five characters that's basically Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. um you get two people that are just rambling on the side of the road that are like waving at them as they drive by for some weird fucking reason i'm pretty sure one of them is sam Raimi. i think that makes sense i know there's something that i think um because i remember i don't remember where i heard it but or why he was talking about it but it was like your movie sucks on youtube was like talking about it and he was saying that there's some yeah. scene where it was like they were filming it and it, i think it's like when they're going across the bridge and you can see like either it's sam raimi or like like the dp or something like that like in the background of the shot like mm-hmm. as they're going across the bridge at the beginning of the movie or yeah. something like that I, I think though for a movie that costs that much money three seventy five thousand or somewhere in that ballpark, and Wikipedia says it made like either two point nine or twenty nine million depending on I guess like I domestically it. or worldwide or whatever. And I think it's the fucking Blumhouse model that that, they, that Blumhouse fucking stole, dude. Right. Movie, I think that this movie is on like shoestring budgets and making like millions and millions of dollars for a movie that costs that little at the time. I, and for a first-time director, mm-hmm. you you think probably first-time actors or relatively new actors, obviously. Yeah, I think that this movie looks so good, it even really by does. today's I standards. Think, I mean, I think the big part of that for sure is like, regardless of the budget, Sam Raimi's shot choice and the way he he uses camera yeah. work in this movie to tell like his story, especially with like the dead eye vision and like. His pacing in his camera work specifically, I think, really like helps sell a lot of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that goes back to having a plan. Yeah. You know, like from what I understand, he like, you know, made a had a short film to sell the movie to go get future funding. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, which is great. Then obviously you, sh- you shoot the movie. I think they shot the movie piece by piece over the course of however long. Mm-hmm. So you do that and you have a vision because you know you have no money, so nothing can be wasted. Yeah. And like 
all these like cool, great stylistic swinging shots of around around the house, and these like window to window great shots. Like all these things look so good. They're so good. Like I really, really like the scene where um, the first girl gets taken. Yeah. Where Ash's sister gets taken. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to say real quick about the acting. I yeah. love that everyone calls Ash Ash, but his sister. His sister calls him Ashley. Yeah, I think that's it's such a subtle character like thing. Well, that that was the other thing that I didn't understand because it's not explained very well. Was first of all, I didn't know that like she was his sister until yeah. they had that initial scene where she's like trying to take him away, mm-hmm. and then. Um, yeah, I didn't know his name was Ashley. I just thought his name was Ash. I didn't no, realize it's Ashley, like dude. short. Because like Ash, I just thought of like, oh, it's like Ash Ketchum. Like, yeah. Ash well, I'm like sure his name is Ashley Ketchum. Yeah, like it's fine. Like Ash is like a first name. Like that makes sense. It's like, oh, it's Ashley? Oh, your yeah. parents hated you. But I think it's, it's a really great character moment because uh, it tells you a bond there. Mm-hmm. So for him to like have to like do all this stuff, it, it, obviously what two people are his friends. Yes. One is his potential love, his wife, potentially. Yeah, it's like girlfriend, right. fiance. Promise, promise necklace kind of stuff, yeah. all this kind of So he loves her. And then one's his sister. Yeah. So, like, just in that alone, narratively wise, it creates a nice little tension for Ash to go through as he becomes mm-hmm. more mad and mad and mad, which to me, like, I don't think really connects much. Maybe I don't know mm. to like, the other movies. But to me, it also, to me, in my mind's eye, my headcanon. Mm-hmm. Is why Ash is so fucking kooky in the other movies. Oh, and like he had a ch- he had a chop apart his friends to me. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he like yeah he chopped apart like one of his best friends and like buried her he and cut his own hand off, put a chainsaw. He had on to so, like, like stab his friend and like burn him a fucking alive. Right, and, like watch like cream corn come out of his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so I think that that first shot though of the the camera angles going from window to window of like oh here's a couple. Mm-hmm. I can't attack them. A second top couple. I can't attack them. Oh, the sister's all by herself. She's by herself, and then we can we can destroy her. Well, this is the other thing that I didn't fully get or not in that because there's that initial scene with the sister when she's also by herself and she's like drawing or whatever. Yeah. Um, by the window. Great the scene, room. and it's a great scene. But she also has like a dead eye hand like take over her and that's when she like starts going fucking crazy and like basically yeah. like violently sketching out like the book of the dead yeah um but so this is so okay. it was my this is what i didn't get so it's like was she taking over because she was by herself or was it because she was already like slightly inclined to be possessed because clearly she was like already slightly possessed <laughs> before they even read the book of the dead I just thought that maybe... And then once they read it, they're like, oh, this chick is like fucking, you know, open buffet for demons. Yeah. I thought just because she was by herself and or something like that. I could see that too. Easier to kind of pierce or something. Yeah. I, um... I told my wife this movie has a famous scene, which is the tree rape scene. Yeah. And which was still is violent and uncomfortable as I thought it would be watching yeah, yeah, yeah. branches it's also like, rape a woman. It's it's also like super duper like anime. Yeah. Well, those, yeah, that... tree branches are basically tentacles. It's just like tentacles. Tentacle, yeah. Um, Although I will say a tentacle has never just like stabbed a woman in her fucking vagina. Also, why do we gotta do that? Yeah, I don't know. You'd like because it, because like Ash's spear, girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Ash's girlfriend turned to a dead eye by getting stabbed in the ankle. 
Yeah. So why do we got to do this whole shebang? <laughs> yeah. I don't get that at all. You know what I mean? Like, what's up with that? Maybe because I mean, she was obviously... the first, or they just wanted to make it, like, extra, like, fuck you, because she went into the woods by herself, which is, I mean, like, obviously, obviously we get it, like... Obviously, classic horror trope of never fucking go anywhere by yourself, ever. Right. Um, and obviously, we know from and the And also, movie, clearly the... don't go in the fucking woods by yourself. And if you hear something in the woods, definitely turn the fuck around. Don't just right. stand there being like, is anybody there? Nobody's there. Go the fuck home. Well, and like I said, obviously, from the movie-making point, we get why. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yes. Right? It's horrific. We get that. Fair but, like, horrific. from the story element, I'm like... You could just stab people with a fake pen of a broken pencil and you turn them into a dead eye. Like, why would yeah. you do all that? Also, but, um, I didn't get that aspect of it because it's like, yeah, she just stabbed him with a pencil and then it became like a zombie bite, basically. Basically, right? But that that cinematography, like I was saying, from the window to window to the window mm-hmm. to like the window getting close up on on Ashley's on Ash's actually Ash's sister. Yes. Her kind of freaking out, then walking, and then the camera pans to her walking out the front door and then comes into her saying, "Is anyone there?" Again. Yes narrative why the fuck are you doing that stay in the house not that it matters visually it looks amazing visually looks so good and And i also love the storytelling aspect of like with the dead eye camera like it doesn't look like you can see anything but clearly they can like sense something like you've got the dead eye camera chasing her as she like gets to the front of the cabin and she's getting more and more distressed like clearly she senses that something is Mm -hmm. getting closer I always always wonder like if it's like leaves or branches moving or something. Yeah, something or like, like a fog that. or something. Or she like just that. sees like a giant fucking branch like fucking coming at her again. Right. right. Then Ash would see it when he opens the door. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't get Good. that. That's a great sequence of building tension, though. Yes, that and that good. that was the other thing that I wanted to mention. Yeah, is like the tension building in this is is really really great. Um, the my other question is. Mm-hmm. Because they get to the basement, obviously in the beginning of the movie, before everything like really pops off. Because once everything yeah. pops off, shit just like fucking is like pedal to metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they find the book. But in that book that they find, it looks like there's another depiction in there of the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. So is the book that they find not the Necronomicon? Like it's just a different diary? book of the dead thing because i saw because when ash is like flipping through the book in the basement it looks like there's like an actual depiction of like the real necronomicon yeah i wonder if there's like multiple yeah i don't know because clearly none of them read it it's just the fact that like the guy read the words in the the recording in the audio in the audio recording like that seems kind of unfair yeah, it's like, well, we didn't even read it. It's like some other fucking guy. And so this yeah. other random guy is going to curse us. Yeah, um, exactly. exactly. But also, clearly, as a man of science, don't fucking read haunted shit into a fucking no. video recording. This is obvious. Yeah, this is obvious. This is obvious. This is don't like, you're, you're saying in this thing, oh, this is the stuff, this is demon language. Mm-hmm. And your mm-hmm. first reaction to knowing that this is demon language is, be, let me record this in perpetuity to curse people forever. And then, like, some other people do it in Evil Dead Rise. Like, yeah. other people do it later. Uh, that was the thing, because in Evil Dead Rise, it's also, like, a recording, right? Yeah, it's, it's fucking Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Damn it, Bruce. Stupid. What are we doing? Don't do it. It's not Ash. It's obviously... Someone I was going to say, it's like, not Ash. Like, it's just Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just him. He's, his voice is in there somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's just dumb. 
But the moment they do that and everything starts popping off, which is yeah. great. I wanted to say one thing first. I always notice this first, especially about quote unquote old movies. Mm-hmm. I always notice fashion. Right. Mm. And and they they're going for like real like I wonder it's because where they're from because they're from like they're from like Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was about to say it, it feels very like Midwest fashion. Like, right. It's just because jeans like they're and flannels. Bruce Campbell's got like the denim. It, right. From and what I understand, like, like they're from Michigan area. From what uh, I yeah, I mean, like his girlfriend has just got like a fucking Michigan University. So like, okay, they're wearing like f- fucking like chuck a boot pants yeah. tucked in like flannel slash work shirt. Like this is a very like Midwest. I just got some nice uh, some nice moccasin slip ons that he's got. R- right, looking and this real is to fly. me also about Ash. So yeah. I love this outfit, mm-hmm. but also his voice is not Ash. No, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really sound he's, like Bruce Campbell as we know him no. in this movie. Like in Evil Dead 1, he's like, I'm Ashley. Yeah. Whatever, Williams, whatever his last name is. I'm his assuming Evil Dead 2, he becomes Ash. Evil Dead 2 is like, boomstick. Boomstick. Ash, Ash guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's funny alone. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like the fashion. And I made a point to my wife. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about when I watch these old movies, like movies from the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. 60s i guess i don't know i said there were and maybe you would know because you have you know this stuff mm. but i don't know if women's boobs change shape or did broad technology used to be pointy boob bra and then now they're round bra because if you watch old 80s movies like girls will have like a tight shirt yeah and like have like real like sharps boobs yeah and I, my wife was like oh no bras used to be pointy yeah and now they're rounded because in this movie like but that's predominant or whatever but you watch like an old period movie you know like a movie from well they didn't use like they didn't used to have draw bras and old period stuff right but just let watch like free free hang but you watch a movie like like the conjuring for example like sometimes they'll have like a boob shot like Mm -hmm. you know not not like a full nudity but just you'll have a someone wearing a tight shirt yeah it'll be like why are your boobs like rocket ships? And it's because the bra is pointy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the like sharp, real sharp bra. Yeah. And and Evil Dead, I was like, looking. I remember looking at Ash's girlfriend. I'm like, like what's, like this is a similar, slight rocket ship going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like wondering, like, that's weird. And it's just, I was thinking about the fashion and thinking about that. And I was yeah. like, that looks it's weird. It's an interesting choice for sure. And then you factor in kind of leaving that part. That's just, that's irrelevant to the movie. Just, I'd like the the fashion to me is always interesting. Yeah, well, it was interesting. Um, before the girl gets violently raped by a tree, she's going out and she's got like the I don't know. It's like a brown. It's not a cami, but it's like some sort of like brown like nightwear, and then she's got like a bathrobe. Yeah, or nightgown like on top of that. I was like, people Dude, used to my, wear a lot more layers. My wife's first comment when you saw Ash's sister, I can't remember her name, Lindsay. I don't know. Cheryl, I thought when she's drawing the when she's rocking in the rocking chair, yeah. <laughs> and there's the downward shot of from up from the paper to her face. Mm-hmm. My wife goes, "Oh man, she got a schnoz." <laughs> which, which we 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 will say that all the time. You know, what I mean, it's oh my god, it's so funny, and she doesn't even have that big of a schnoz. It's definitely no, a schnoz. No, no. 
I definitely see bigger like, schnauzes. It ain't like full on, like you know. I don't know. I love. We even, this is finally where we're gonna get to because when we get to the tree assault scene, is where it really comes in. But like, yeah. I don't know how they did those effects. I they imagine look, they look it good. has to be like how they did. Um, I like how they did the ending with uh, once he burns a never Necronomicon and you see like uh, the claymation Cheryl and um, Scott like like going away and I, I imagine it has to be like stop motion. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like clearly the Deadites at the end that's kind of like stop motion claymation kind yes. of like they've got yes. like that fake claymation aspect to them, but. I feel like the branch is ha- has to be stop motion, it, it, which has to be very uncomfortable be. to be a woman on the ground and just like slowly having a branch like wrapped around yeah. you as guys like just keep taking pictures of this branch wrapping itself around your. But leg. even with it, and you can even tell it clearly is like, yeah, kind of jagged, mm-hmm. jagged effect. But it looks so. It honestly adds to the style. It, it looks scarier the fact that it's not like yeah. as smooth. And you then you go into all of the it looks like so much more violent, you know. Yeah, and then you go into all of the um, actual like I don't want to say prosthetics, but the makeup effects. Yeah, all look really like they're not like to me like because like there are obviously a billion types of ways to do demons. Yeah, I think these demons look cool. They look spooky, but they look cool. Yeah, the Deadite look looks pretty interesting. Like the eyes and stuff. The full white eyes, the half decaying face. His sister mm-hmm. looks fucking gnarly. Yeah, she looks gnarly. Yeah. Once and she like, like full once she goes, gets locked in the basement and she's like full deadite, that shit looks gnarly as fuck. And I think the thing is the rest about- of them don't really go full deadite, except for like Scott at the end a little bit. But like Linda doesn't really go full deadite look. And then the other girl I guess the other guy's girlfriend does. A little bit. Yeah, until they chop her up. Yeah, and then they, yeah, he like chops up her arms. And that was the other thing I didn't get either, because clearly he chopped her up because in the recording they talk about that like one of the ways to deal with it is like full dismemberment. Yeah. But then Ash was the only one to hear that because then he has like his headphone in listening to the recording. So he's the only one that knows that. So I don't know why Scott, Scott just had the instinct of like just chop up all the arms and legs. Just keep going. But then Ash doesn't do that to anybody else no like he almost does it to his girlfriend where he takes her into the cabin and i got real excited because he pulled out a chainsaw yeah and then he didn't use it and i thought this was the movie where he gets the chainsaw hand but i guess no. that's evil dead too that's evil dead too Uh-oh. but even like even with ash like when his girlfriend gets taken over his first logic is like i'm just gonna drag you outside yeah i'm just gonna i what? guess i'm just gonna put you in a burial mat i don't know i'm just gonna put you outside that's it before she's in he's like, like oh i gotta shut the door and then he's like oh the oh no is that when cheryl gets loose that's later on yeah yeah well, okay yeah because that's when, when they have the wild camera movements it's yeah. right initially when he come they while he walks back in with scott which is a yes. great shot when he brings scott in you just the camera yeah. she's just sitting there yeah and she's being annoying his logic he, she like lets him pull her outside and that's it yeah and then later on when they get when they get free he's like he does that really great shower he's running through the hallway yes and locks the door he goes oh, the back door like the all back that door. stuff and, and then like, goes yeah and then you have back door. You know. classic shot with like fucking his jerky camera movements yeah and following ash through the whole thing and then the swinger well that was i'm trying to think of the other one where that happened i think it's when and cheryl originally gets free and you have that fantastic fucking shot going from the back of ash's head 
full yeah. 180 to his yes. face. Such yeah. a good shot. I love that shot so much. Well, then you fa- you combine all that stuff with like this really good effects. I mean the the blood and stuff, and then like the ooze. Yeah, it all looks dated, but it also I think it looks good mm-hmm. for what it is. The only um, thing I didn't like was the milk coming out. Yeah, because it made no sense. I was like, okay, why is like alien android milk like coming out of these people's wounds? That's why it's that's probably what it's referring to. I guess they yeah, become like the deadites become part android. <laughs> They become Android, dude. Throwing up the stuff. I like. I love that. I love all the stabbing effects. Look pretty yes. solid. The yeah, shotgun yeah. blast we get. We get like what one shotgun blast? Yeah, pretty good. Two, I think, because he shoots. Because I think he shoots Scott once, and then he shoots Cheryl in the, the face. face. Yeah, he shoots her in the face, which is a fucking gnarly which is a good, shot. A good one. Yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah. I kept and I kept confusing this one with two with some, cause I've seen two so much more. Mm-hmm. I, pretty, I pretty much just skip one. I just watched, I just watched number two. Yeah. Um, where like the whole house gets. Well, everything I heard that the two is like basically the better version of one. Like it's basically yeah, the same I, I, movie I over so. again. It's the same movie over again and it's better. Basically. And like the whole. Cause it's once again, it's like, well, his girlfriend is also Linda in the second one. Cause I read like the description of the second one after i watched this one it's like his girlfriend's also linda and they also are like going out to a cabin again yeah. it's basically from what i remember if i would describe it it's like the it's basically a remake to me and i could be wrong people right. probably timed it out better but which like, has been weird when you get 2013 so it's like a remake of a remake it's like we had the remake right like evil dead 2 is more <laughs> about when ash is alone yeah like the people people already been a lot turned a lot of it's de- about turned yeah. into demons yeah and like that to me is more of the movie is him like kind of battling it out alone. Mm. But there's so much more effects in that movie. Mm-hmm. There's like just infinite amount more effects. Because that's the one with Tiny Ash too, right? Um, or is that Army of Darkness? That's Army of Darkness when they all okay. kill small ones. Yeah. But he has like him. He fights his hand. He punches yeah. him in the face. All way more of the you know Luffy, Goofy, Goofy, Luffy tune type stuff. Yeah. Um, the chainsaw. The yeah, because the then he has to head. his hand off, and that's when he gets the chainsaw. Well, my wife goes like, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where they uh, Scott opens the door to the cabin mm-hmm. and it shows you the, the deer head. And my wife goes, that, that was also because I remember the deer going crazy, too. Is that also that's, in the that's in two. God damn, that's dude. In two. That's in two. Because I think there's one point in this movie where they do like some like there's a big musical sting and I was expecting everything to go crazy because I've seen that yeah. scene where everything goes fucking nuts and like the deer head goes crazy and all that. shit. Yeah. Well, it's like at number expecting... two, they all start saying like Dead by Dawn or whatever. Yeah, something like that. That's all like, yeah, it's number two. And this one, they just say, join us a bunch. Join Which us. Is like, I, again, I confused the two because I like two more. Yeah. So my wife was like, that thing talks. Where I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, no, that's number two. <laughs> two is two is when it starts talking. Yeah. And it looks good. It looks funny. It looks really funny. Yeah. And this movie is really like, obviously, it's the more horror movie of the two because Ash really doesn't do. He's like final boy. But like, yeah, he's basically like a final boy. There's know? like he has like no extra normal ability, no, to survive. He's on he really My wife, my wife like, was like, he only is like doing anything when he's like forced to do it. Because when it's when it's when it ha- when he has a choice, Scott basically takes over and becomes like yeah. the guy who like. And my my wife something. was so funny because she was like, 
this guy is such a fucking gullible guy. I was like, that's Ash. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, the like whole he, point is that he's a gullible. Yeah. He like hugs his. He like when the scene where like you know he hugs his uh, his girlfriend when she turns. Oh yeah, when she like turns human. back to normal for a little bit. Yeah, and it cuts. It cuts to his sister t- talking about letting her out. She's normal. Like all this he, stuff. Like, like he's so about gullible. It for a quick second, he's like, wait, let me check. <laughs> yeah, he's so gullible, and that's like what makes Ash like. Yeah, and what makes the movies continue. It's like him yeah. like being gullible but being effective. It's like the thing that I think actually I think Jay says it in one of their Red Letter Media reviews. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Like Ash is terrible at everything on the planet. Yeah. But killing deadites. It's the only thing is he's it, good at. Is what it becomes. Like he's good at he's terrible at everything else. His life mm-hmm. is ruined, lives in a trailer, works at a fucking grocery store. Yeah. He's terrible at everything, but he's really good at this one thing. He's really good at fucking killing demons. Yeah, that's it. And that's not even till number two, obviously. Yeah. And then you know, or even really number three or whatever it hey. is. You know. Yeah. Anything else, Zach, stand out to you really? I mean, uh, from Evil Dead, from the first few. <sighs> yeah, I just um, one two things stand out to me, which is also, um, I would say like the lack of um, background music of yeah. um, is really is really stark to me. There's really not a lot of it, so when it comes out, it's pretty prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, just like shot choices in general, I think there's a good parallel shot when they first show up to the cabin. They have that fucking creepy ass shot of like Scott going up to the cabin door by himself yeah. to like find the lock. You see Ash and the other girls like staring at Scott, like mm-hmm. with the creepiest fucking look. And well, it's also like the swing is like smacking the house. Yeah, and then once he picks up the keys, it like stops. It stops. It's like, come on. I was like, God damn, dude. Turn around. And then there's a similar scene when I think Ash is taking his sister um, when he's back to the bridge. getting in the car to try to take her back to town. Um, and you've got the three people staring at the door. The mm-hmm. same type of shot where it's like everybody's like far away, just like mm-hmm. staring at it. And I was thinking about it and I was like, in real life, you would do that. Like you would watch and make sure you're like your friends made it home. But in the context of this movie, it looks so fucking creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then, yeah, like I was not, I also didn't know that like they get the car to start. So when they first got in the car, I was expecting them to not, not start at all. No, the bridge is gone. Yeah. And then they get to wait and it's the bridge is gone. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good like fake out. It's like, Oh, the car's going to work. So they will be fine. And then Nope. Bridge is gone. So actually you're fucked. Or like, um, oh great, Ash makes it to the end. Nope, nope. Well, even Evil Dead Two, like <laughs> the, I think the opening scene of the movie is like him like getting pulled back, and, like he's yeah. like flying, like flying around. It's so stupid. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but like it's, yeah. My my favorite part of the movie, uh, really is just the cinematography is so yeah. damn impressive for someone who's, it's their first real like no yeah. actual flick. Just and, being like, like your it. debut like directorial feature which is this it's so much it's so much about sam raimi like it's so much pizzazz yeah it's just so much fashion sense and style to make Mm -hmm. a movie and you just know exactly what try something this movie is like dripping with style it just looks sweet it looks cool there's so much stuff it's like in it people can you copy it or do something like that and it's forever known as like that's oh that's a real raimi type of yeah thing well i was thinking about it with the dead eye vision and like especially like the opening sequence of this movie with the deadite stuff and i just thought of the best of the worst one of the halloween episodes where it was like one of the rock and rock and roll horror movies that they watched 
where it's like a similar thing to Evil Dead, where it's like they go out to this like rented house in the middle of nowhere and it starts off with like deadite vision. And I was like, oh, it's just like you see other movies that do this, like, oh, it's just like a bad imitation. Like this is just oh, yeah. not this just you you don't got it. You don't got the sauce. Well it's even when you look at like um multiverse of madness and if you end up watching that movie mm-hmm. and obviously they clearly said hey like be you yeah like make this into a kind of movie and like you watch that movie and like for someone like me my wife who's never seen anything besides spider-man yeah doesn't really know that kind of he she doesn't really connect it mm-hmm. but then you watch multiverse of madness you're like holy shit this is this is legitimately like he's pulling so much raimi yeah to make it Raimi and like it looks great and just mm-hmm. for that movie just for that alone the movie is to me is fun mm-hmm. as a whole for a narrative I don't whatever yeah but in terms of the cinematography and the, how the effects are played out like I think it looks so good mm-hmm. because you look at Evil Dead One you're like holy shit this dude has such a style yeah off the off the jump he I wish the Spider Man movies had more of that style they have like it's like tinges there's there's touches of it but it's definitely you can definitely tell that he had to be reserved. Like the scene where it's the fire and like yeah. Green Goblin's like has the hood on and like yeah. like scares Spider Man. Like, old lady, yeah, yeah. That to, to me is to that's, be an old woman. That is such a Sam Raimi thing. Yeah, that are um, obviously the scene from the first Spider movie that fucking terrified me as a child, where he fucking invades Aunt May's hospital room, and it's like, yeah. goddamn, dude. Yeah. Well, I think Evil Dead One is a it's a really fun movie yeah if i had to score it which i hate to do mm-hmm. i'd say three out of 3.5 out of five yeah it's a fun movie it's great if you haven't seen it you should watch it it's a classic but i do think evil dead 2 is infinitely better see for me way. not having watched evil dead 2 yet i'd give it like a four like sure. it's definitely got some stuff that's like a little slower um, and not everything's quite there, but like I still enjoyed it quite a lot. I feel like it would my from what you're telling me about Evil Dead Two. Once I watch Evil Dead Two, I feel like my score will probably be it'll probably drop down once I see Evil Dead Two. But and I think that's unfair. Yeah, really, because like Evil Dead One is it's good for what it is yeah. for the money it costs and for the story and the vision behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a fun movie, but I just think that it's unfairly connects to a movie that I think is infinitely better that people. I think people naturally gravitate to anyways more yeah. than Evil Dead 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. But, Zach, any final thoughts? No, man. I'm just having a fun time, man. I can't wait to get into the rest of the Evil Dead series. I'm really excited Killer. now. Hell yeah, dude. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week with potentially the final week of Halloween. The Exorcist. Oh, coming back! The big the one, baby. Source. The num the the one of the original big booze. Yes, man. Thanks, guys, for listening. See you back next week. See you guys. <laughs>